Hey, this is Louisiana Sister Squad Podcast, where we bring you real information to enhance your truther lifestyle. I'm Katie. And I'm Tammy. Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. Today, we have part two with Jeff Rose. We previously did an interview with him about breast implant illness. On today's episode, we're going to talk with Jeff about anti-aging and skin care. He has 35 years in the healthcare field, including anti-aging, hormones, nutraceuticals, skin care, and plastic surgery. He did 15 years as a radio talk show host in South Florida on Health Talk Radio. The last nine years, he's been helping women through explant surgery with breast implant illness. So hi, Jeff. Welcome to the show again. Thank you. It's great to be back again to talk about skincare. We uh, talked about prior is, you know, women's health, and this certainly will pertain to women, but also men as well. We certainly don't want to leave the men out. I want to say uh, thank you, and we are so excited to have you here to talk about some fantastic tips in your knowledge in the business. Well, thank you. It's great to be here and to address some things like you said. We all have skin. I mean, it's our largest organ, the epidermis, and uh, we all want to look good. And that is a big reflection on yourself as far as your self-confidence. Even though we know about acne, you know, people say, why don't you take care of your skin better? Well, a lot of times you can't help it. It's hormonal. But there are a lot of um, misconceptions fallacies and misinformation about skincare that hopefully I can clear up today for both men and women. That's something I'm really looking forward to. So if there is um, one thing you could say about skin, like to stop doing right now, what would it be? Great question, Tammy. And this answer is going to probably shock a lot of people, but it's very true is stop using a physical scrub on your face because when you use these different particles that are supposed to remove dead skin, and they do, don't get me wrong, they do remove dead skin, which is the purpose of them, but what they do is because of the physical abrasion is they cause inflammation in the skin, which can lead to a whole host of issues. So the worst thing you can do is use a physical scrub on your face. I agree with you 110%. As you know that I am a lover of skincare. And um, I actually used to work, um, I'll just say at a store that sold skincare. And anytime I would see someone walking around with um St. Ives apricot scrub, I would literally take it out of their basket and they'd be like, oh, is that not good? I'm like, that's putting microscopic tears in your skin. There's a lot better products out there. Please don't ever use this again. (laughs) I wonder how many of our listeners right now are shocked and going, oh my gosh, what what am I using on my skin? Am I exfoliating wrong? But that said, how should we be just simply washing our face? That is certainly where we begin is washing our face. And the important thing is 
you know, unless you have acne prone skin and you're using something with like salicylic, salicylic acid in it, you want to use a gentle cleanser. You know, the cleanser is supposed to be to remove dirt, makeup, and impurities on the skin. And that's the sole purpose of a cleanser. And it doesn't have to be real expensive. Um, it just needs to be gentle. So if we're talking about the average person, man or woman, a gentle cleanser is definitely where you want to start to get off all those impurities. So step one, remove the dirt, not the skin. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that, of feeling like, especially I don't wear a bunch of makeup all the time, but usually on the days that I'm wearing more makeup, I'm scrubbing more vigorously and things like that. So that is eye opening for me to be aware of. Yeah. You're using the scrubs, like you said, I mean, microscopic tears, absolutely. Um, you know, you can't see what you're doing, the damage that you're doing. And yes, it, it's not that it doesn't remove dead skin. It does, but it's what you don't see it doing is the negative part of it. And that is the microscopic tears and the inflammation it causes because you're doing something harsh and ruffle in your skin and it causes inflammation. Now, so what can you do as an alternative? You talked about exfoliation. Do I believe in exfoliation? Not only do I believe in exfoliation, it's actually the most important thing. What I'm gonna to say to you next is probably gonna counter everything you've ever heard about skincare. Okay, if somebody asks me, and they have many times over the years, Jeff, what's the most important thing I need to be doing for my skin? Well. What that is, is the most important thing is not what you put on your skin. There's no miracle skin cream, serum. It's not what you put on your skin. It's what you take off your skin. I want to give you an example. Has anyone ever used like on your body, like a salt or sugar scrub? and you feel how soft your skin is. Tammy probably has. I know she's very much into skincare. And you feel how soft your skin is from a sugar or salt scrub. And you think, well, how could my skin be so soft when I'm not putting a moisturizer on it? Because you've removed all of the dead skin and revealed fresh new skin. So exfoliation is important, but not physical exfoliation because of the reasons I mentioned about um, inflammation, primarily micro tears that you mentioned important as well. The most important thing that you can do, as I mentioned, is what you take off your skin. Now, chemical exfoliation is where you wanna go. And that's why we've heard about things like retinols being so important for the skin because they are chemical exfoliants. But while they're very good and important, 
to use, even more important, believe it or not, is not a toner, because a toner is something that really is meant to like balance the pH of the skin. Um, it's not that it's bad, but it doesn't really do anything good. If you just use a gentle cleanser, you'll be fine. But what's important is the chemical exfoliation through the right type of a liquid chemical exfoliant. And that will remove the dead skin better than anything on a routine basis, whether you do it every day, every other day, it will do more for your skin than anything that you can put on your skin is removing that dead skin. Very, very important. So do you recommend that um, to start doing that at a certain age or do you recommend that for people with acne? Actually both, it, it has both um, anti-aging properties and anti-acne properties as well. I mean, the only thing that might change is um, maybe the different product you use that has, um, you know, different ingredients like salicylic acid, um, which is, you know, more for acne. Not that you can't use it if you don't have acne, but it's certainly more geared toward acne. And of course, when you're younger, you're generally going to have oilier skin. So you can use something um, a little bit stronger, maybe a little bit more um, alcohol-based, and your skin can handle that. And you want to certainly address the acne in the appropriate manner. But still, the most important thing that you can do for yourself, talking about something over the counter is chemical exfoliation. And of course, there's other things. I mean, there's only three approved ingredients for acne, um, salicylic acid, sulfur, and benzoyl peroxide. Those are the only three ingredients uh, that over the counter work. Now there's another one that a lot of people are not as familiar with that does work um, yeah, they do sell over the counter, but it's generally not strong enough. And that's something called azelaic acid. Azelaic acid is very big in Europe, but here in the United States, you don't hear that much about it. And you can get it in prescription form and it works amazing. I mean, it's probably one of the best topicals that you can use. And if you have acne, I would highly recommend maybe talking to your dermatologist about it because it is very, very effective in my experience. Um, but for those that are just really looking to keep our skin young looking and healthy and um, glowing, uh, a good chemical exfoliant is really the way to go. And of course, you know, I get asked about brands and, you know, there are some, you know, like anything, there's good and bad, but the best one that I can recommend, and I think, you know, this goes along with, um, you know, really doing something that I call that is 
condition specific, meaning you're using it for something to achieve a specific goal, but you want to also use something that has measurable results. Like, can you really see a difference with it? Or you don't want to be in a situation where you're saying, I think this is working. You want to be able to see a visible difference, like in the before and after pictures. And, you know, a nice thing with everybody taking selfies, you can take a before and you can take an after and actually evaluate that product and see if it's working or not. So um, when it comes to over-the-counter chemical exfoliants, absolutely the best one. It's not even the most expensive, but most people have not heard of it. It's called moon juice, okay? Moon juice. And you can find it on Amazon. I think the only retail store that I know for a fact that carries it on a regular basis is Sephora. And the reason moon juice is so good is it was actually copied after another professional product that a lot of people ask me because a lot of people know that I worked in Beverly Hills for 10 years. I used to have 40 celebrity clients at one time. And is there a celebrity skincare secret? And most people think, well, yeah, probably one of these expensive brands that you buy, um, $1,000 for this bottle. Um, no, but is there a secret that celebrities have been using? There actually is. And I don't mind revealing it today what that is. And I didn't learn that from a celebrity. I actually learned it from the people that really know about skincare and makeup and even hair, and that's the makeup artist. And I got to know some makeup artists, and one of them turned me on to the product that is always recommended that celebrities use. And you can actually go on the internet and you can Google what I tell you. If you Google, it's called P50, okay? P like Paul and the number 50, okay? Now, what that is and why it's so effective, it's a liquid chemical exfoliant. Again, it's what you take off your skin. And you can literally... I, I tried it myself years ago and saw a difference in one week. I mean, absolutely worked. You can very clearly see the difference. And you can only buy it from the manufacturer. Don't go on Amazon. They're all knockoffs, okay? They're not the real stuff. And it's because if you Google, like, P50 Celebrity skin secret it'll pop up everywhere and it's people that are around that industry as i was know about it and it's very real it's a blend of chemical exfoliants but what makes it completely different than anything 
it contains something that nothing else contains. And it's a medical grade ingredient. In fact, you can get a professional peel with this that's so strong, they have to put you under anesthesia for it. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's, it, it is um, that strong. And, wow. uh, and you're saying and you're saying the the copycat, basically the moon juice that's a more readily available is that's what is a copycat of is the right. Well, what it is, it's it's basically a copy of it without the harsh ingredient that, you know, is is so strong. But again, we're talking about something that you can readily buy that in my opinion, absolutely works better than anything on the market. I mean, I have it upstairs in my bathroom. I use it and you can buy it at Sephora or Amazon does have, you know, it's like $43 for a bottle that'll probably last you for two months. So it's not crazy expensive. Whereas the original P50 is about $200. Um, and that's expensive for a liquid chemical exfoliant, but that does last you a long time. So the initial outlay might be a couple hundred dollars, but it can last you for months depending on how often you use it. And some people use it once a day, twice a day, every other day. I know some people that only use it two or three times a week. And it's just something that the most important thing to keep in mind with this product, you can only buy it from the manufacturer. You can't, anyone else that's selling it, it's not the real product, okay? You can, all the ones on Amazon, you'll see like negative reviews on it because it's a knockoff. You know, Amazon, um, honestly, as much as we, we use that, there are a lot of health and beauty products on Amazon that people write reviews telling other people that it's it's not what it says it is. And so you really do want to be careful, especially, um, you know, let's think about it. We're going to be careful about what we eat, what we put into our bodies, what we put on our bodies are just as important. So we really don't want to be messing around with the possibility of um, knockoff and in, knockoff ingredients, something that's um, in the long term of things really toxic for us. Being aware of that um, when it comes to your beauty products is putting it on your skin is no different from something that you'd eat. Absolutely. And I think that that's, uh, that's really important too, just to mention that you are what you eat. So if you want pretty skin, you better eat pretty healthy. Yeah. Um, in Europe, for example, they have banned 1300 ingredients in skincare that are still in our skincare in the United States. Whenever I have a friend that's asking me about skincare, I often tell them look for um, like a French brand or even better is Korean skincare. Mm -hmm. That's what I love. I gotta say, you really do know your skincare. Because when people ask me, where do the best skincare products come from? France and Korea. She's exactly right. Those two countries absolutely produce 
the best skincare products and not necessarily crazy expensive, but the best quality products that actually work. So in fact, this product that I'm talking about is from France. So yes. So Tammy, you once again have impressed me with your knowledge. Um, but yes, I know you, like you say, you're a skincare junkie and you obviously do your research because you're you're right on the money with that. But the, the one thing I, I wanted to mention uh, to kind of complete the process of what I talked about is skincare is really simplistic in nature. I know not everybody wants to hear that. They want to think, oh, you need an eye cream for this. You need this at nighttime. You need a daytime regimen for this. If you just use a gentle cleanser, use the chemical exfoliant that I talked about, and you use a really good moisturizer on your skin, that by itself will give you great skin. If you use no retinol, no vitamin C, no hyaluronic acid, all these other products, I'm not saying they're bad, they're not, but they're what I call adjunct therapy products. They're additional things that you can add on, but if you just did the basics, cleansing, exfoliating, and moisturizing, and of course using a good sunblock, you'll have great skin. I mean, it's really that simple. Now. One other thing I want to mention, you know, I talked about, you know, certainly it's what you take off that's most important over what you put on your skin. Um, another thing that is a little bit overhyped, overmarketed is all these eye products, you know, under eye products. It's not that they're bad, it's just you don't really have to have them. I mean, if you want to have them, that's a personal choice. They're not bad. It's just if you use a good moisturizer under your eye, you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. You know, again, that falls under the category as an adjunct therapy. Now, if you happen to find one that, you know, produces results for you and you're happy with it, that's great. Everyone's different. You know, everyone reacts differently, but as a general rule, you don't have to have it. I mean, the theory behind under eye creams has always been, see, under the eye, the skin is thinner and more sensitive. There's only three layers of skin there, and everywhere else you have five layers. So the thinking is it's got to be a gentle, a more gentle product. But when you think about it, if something's more gentle, okay, it may not irritate it, but is it going to work as well? So, you know, we want something to be strong enough, but the reality is, you know, a good moisturizer. Now, along the lines of moisturizing, a lot of people, and, and I think from the work I do with women with breast implant illness, you know, one of the problems is um, a condition called chronic systemic dehydration where everything is dried out, including your skin. And so a lot of people have dry skin, sometimes from the weather, just genetically they have dry skin. Um, what is the best thing to do for dry skin? I'm gonna tell you exactly what that is. And again, it's not an expensive moisturizer. 
is very simplistic in nature. You can literally, in most cases, fix dry skin in two weeks. It, you can. If you use the right product, you can fix dry skin. And there's actually a term for it. And it's actually become big on YouTube, you know, talking about YouTube. Um, and but most people have never heard of it. It's called slugging. Slugging is the principle of putting petroleum jelly on your face overnight and sleeping in it. Now, petroleum jelly by itself, yes, can be very greasy and clog your pores a little bit. So, you know, as we get a little bit more sophisticated and have better products available, the most highly recommended one that's out there that I certainly recommend is one that's dermatologically tested. It's available in any drugstore. The, the brand is CeraVe. I think most people have heard of it and they make good quality products, but the specific product that they make is called the healing ointment. And the healing ointment, it's a combination of about 45% petroleum jelly, but the reason it works so well, it's got something called ceramides in it. And the ceramides help it penetrate and stay intact better. And they're just much more effective. And um, put this healing ointment on your face before you go to bed for two weeks. I would say about 90% of women have told me there's, there's, their dry skin is either significantly better or completely better in two weeks. I mean, you can technically use it on any part of the body. A lot of people use it on their elbows, um, knees, but we're talking about primarily the face today. And if you do it, it works. I had a friend of mine um, that she said that that was her beauty secret that was passed down from like her grandmother is basically putting petroleum jelly, which is like Vaseline mm -hmm. underneath your eyes. I was thinking about when you said, you know, Korean skincare and stuff like that. That's so funny. I actually use a Korean brand of skincare. I went to South Korea and I noticed the women there, like in the shopping centers and things like that, like the women that were uh, running the boutiques, very, there were so many of them. It's kind of funny. Their face, their faces always looked wet. Like they were in the back with maybe face mask on or whatever beauty treatment they were doing. And well, I think the Koreans have like the typical thing is like a 10 or a 12 step skincare regimen. Yeah. Coming out looking like they just dunked their face in a bowl of water, like basically soaking wet. And they, they do, they all look, their skin is amazing. And so as soon as I saw the big, shopping mart with all of their skincare and stuff like that. It kind of went crazy. Um, I know that skincare from like 20 years ago, then 10 years ago till now has grown leaps and bounds, just like any other industry. But toner is one thing that I've used in the past when I was like a teenager. But since I've probably been like in my mid 20s, I won't touch it because it's like, a lot of it is alcohol based. And when you, in, it, for me, when I look at a skincare product and I see alcohol, whether it's the first ingredient or the last ingredient, I'm like, 
oh, this is wrinkles in a bottle. I just don't, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. You're, you're right on the money, Tammy, with that. I mean, you know, you're, you're countering moisturizing with alcohol. I mean, alcohol is drying. It, it's, you know, alcohol, you know, whether you drink it internally, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, most people, if you ask them when they drink alcohol, what's the reason that drinking too much makes you drunk? Most people really don't know the answer to that. Um, they think it has something to do with your liver. Okay, the sole reason, you know? I wanted to take a guess. Okay. I wanted to take a guess. And I would say the alcohol, the reason that you have a hangover, there's it's a two-part answer, is one, because it dries up the barrier around your brain, was my first guess. And then the headache and all of that usually comes from the mixers or sugar. Dehydration. And, and so the dehydration. Pure and simple, it's systemic dehydration it's drying you out internally that's what causes you to get drunk that's what causes the hangover it's pure dehydration now you know one of the secrets not that i'm encouraging drinking i'm not but um just to, it's just to prove a point and i've actually proved it to people is that if you go to the drugstore and you buy one of those big bottles of Pedialyte, which is the best thing for hydration, and you drink that before you drink alcohol, professional opinions, they say every bottle of Pedialyte, you could have three bottle, three drinks of alcohol and you won't get drunk. And if you kept hydrating, your body can take more because it just won't get dehydrated. So hydrating is important period i mean it prevents you know so many problems but yeah it's the dehydration part of it and of course talking about skincare i mean why would you want to dehydrate your skin when you're trying to keep your skin very moist and supple and you know increase the elasticity um, yeah, I agree with you totally. I see people that I went to high school with and they go, oh, you still look the same. And yes, I've taken care of my skin pretty much my whole life. But I also always mention I've never been really a drinker because, you know, just like I said earlier, you know, if you want beautiful skin, it's important what you put in your body. And that definitely goes for alcohol as well because alcohol will age you like you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. Elaborating on what Tammy just said is the number one thing that you can do internally for your skin is hydrate. Drink water, water, water. I mean, hydration internally. There's some that just absolutely have told me personally, they swear by the more they drink, the more they stay hydrated the better their skin is and to the point they can't go anywhere without a bottle of water. That's uh, there's this joke at work when people say that anything is wrong with them. They're like, Katie Simon's going to tell you, you need to drink more water. The reason why that comes to be the answer, my kind of cure all, or at least my first step when I'm not feeling well is because I've actually suffered from 
dehydration and been hospitalized probably too many times I had to learn my lesson the first time. But I don't, I didn't, I wasn't realizing what was happening to me. Um, and that started when I was a teenager, the first time I was ho uh, hospitalized from dehydration. And then um, other times kind of transpired because of, um, I was having allergic reactions to uh, sugars and sweets and things like that. And it was making me extremely fatigued and so on and so forth. And so if you're fatigued and you're sleeping, you're definitely not drinking water. And so the problem would just go from bad to worse and basically was turning into a chronic um, illness. I love feeling like I'm the most hydrated that I can possibly be. <laughs> um, that's, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, but you win points for this one because what you just said about hydration for medical conditions, let me just make this statement. If you have to go to the hospital, emergency room, uh, have to call an ambulance, what's the first thing they do for you? They put an IV in you and start you on fluids. It's the first thing they do. So hydration does help everything. I mean, it may not fix everything totally, but it's the basics. You know, a lot of what I'm talking about is very basic stuff. Hydration can address so many different health issues, both internally and externally, that hydration is one of the basics of good health. I mean, staying hydrated. And, uh, you know, some people, like me, admittedly, uh, like, to me, I don't like water out of like a plastic bottle, not even because of the plastic as much. I don't like the taste out of a glass. Yes. Okay. And that's why I also drink a lot of coconut water. Um, coconut water is more hydrating than an electrolyte drink. Um, also, what is super hydrating, whether you have it in the form of the fruit watermelon, or a lot of people don't realize that. I've been recommending this for years. Now they're starting to mainstream catch on a little bit more is watermelon juice is one of the best things that you can do that's freshly squeezed. You know, watermelon is the best thing, best thing to detoxify your kidneys. There, there's nothing better for your kidneys and you're, and you're right about that being more uh, mainstream. You said watermelon, and and Tammy gets her happy face on. She loves watermelon, 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 watermelon flavored. I do. Anything. I love watermelon, <laughs> and I love pineapple. Those are two things like I can never get enough of. Lately, I've been eating a lot of dragon fruit, which I know has tons of antioxidants. It's good for so many things, including your skin. So I just want to say how important this conversation is to our listeners talking about health and wellness and skincare and all of those things. And we talk about what's being mainstream. Um, uh, we are part of the truther community and we're hoping to just continue to build on that. So while we don't talk about what's in the media and what we think is going to happen and um, kind of all of the things that we already know as truthers, we're really focused on the truther lifestyle, which means breaking away from big pharma. So even talking about what is the, uh, so many medical issues are caused and it's people's first instinct to with their bad stomach ache or these cramps happening or this headache that won't go away. They want to run to 
the doctor. They want to run to the emergency room. Now, we are not by any way, shape, or form saying if you're having a medical emergency to not go. What we're saying is the preventative steps to do, to check in with yourself. Are you being healthy? Are you drinking properly? And then now with, um, you know, more information about, we always have known fruits are good, but people kind of going back to that whole food diet. If you can't drink enough water, you can eat enough water. And the antioxidant properties that are in your dragon fruit, your watermelon, even cucumbers, adding cucumbers to your water, pickles, things like that. Those are all things that are bringing the electrolytes into your life and really contributing to a whole wellness. And so having that rather than the bag of chips or empty fats, empty carbs, things like that, getting getting on track and making sure that we're putting fruit in our bodies. I am the person like, just please just blend it up and let me drink it. I will juice and I will smoothie way more than I will just sit down and be like, let me eat this bowl of fruit. I agree. I'm a huge fan of smoothies as well. To go back to the outside of things and things that we're putting on the skin, you said about having a basically like a good sunblock. In recent articles, I was reading that the sun is not actually the cause of skin cancer, that you have a higher probability. This is just based on one article. You have a higher probability of getting a skin cancer from using sunblock, using toxic ingredient sunblock. And so I was wondering, what are your thoughts or opinions on that? Uh, Katie, that's a great question because that does come up quite a bit. The answer to that question is actually on both ends of it. Of course, we know that too much of anything is not good for you, and that includes too much sun. Now, here's one of the big issues when it comes to when all this started years ago about, you know, the sun being bad for you, causing skin cancer. Stay out of the sun, stay out of the sun. That's all we heard about. You sunblock, you sunblock. Now, here's the number one problem with staying completely out of the sun and even using sunblock all of the time is that your body was meant to get 15 to 20 minutes of sunshine every single day just to get enough vitamin D into your system, which is one of the most important things. You know, one of the other things that people don't realize, they call vitamin D a vitamin, but, but if you actually research into it, it's actually a hormone. And it's, if you look up vitamin D deficiency, of course I can't confirm it, but from enough experience that vitamin D deficiency can cause cancer and a whole array of other health issues. It's like the most important thing. Why do you think, you know, with COVID is they've talked about vitamin C is probably the best thing for your immune system. You know, a lot of people don't know. I mean, I'm one of the biggest proponents of vitamin D. In fact, every week I get an injection into my arm 
of 50,000 IUs of vitamin D. A lot of people don't know you can get injections of it, but you can. And I started doing that when COVID first started because I knew it was the best thing for my immune system. But, you know, like even going back to breast implant illness, a woman really needs 50,000 IUs of vitamin D3. Again, vitamin D3, not vitamin D, vitamin D3 every single week to keep her immune system strong enough to fight off different things, whether it be from implants or other things. So it's very important for men and women, you know, for different things, in this case, you know, breast implants. But as a general rule, if you get no sunshine, you increase your risk of illness tremendously. So you need some sunshine. Now to answer your question about chemicals in sunblock. I know that's been a very controversial thing, but you know, I think like Tammy mentioned earlier, and I know she's done a lot of, you know, research in the skincare, is yes, like in other countries, they ban certain ingredients in different products, including sunscreens that, you know, you think, okay, you're protecting yourself from one thing, maybe getting like melanoma from the sun, but then you're doing something else that puts you at risk, not only avoiding the sun, but potentially putting a bad sunblock, there's some good ones, that's a bad sunblock on your skin that has some real toxic ingredients in there. And the average person doesn't realize, and I know you guys do that, when you put something on your skin, most people don't think that it goes into your bloodstream. It does. It's called transdermal delivery. That's why there's medicines that you can apply, you know, on your skin and they go into your bloodstream, the same as an injection. So a lot of people think, well, how can a sunscreen do that? Well, it gets into your bloodstream. So you're putting certain toxins in certain brand sunscreens that are not so good. And it goes into bloodstream. It's not what goes onto your skin. It's what gets into your bloodstream. Absolutely. And uh, just, just speaking of the products that are available in stores and things that claim to be approved by the alphabet agencies and so on, it's, in my opinion, ridiculous that we would need to have this much information, knowledge, research to navigate simply buying something off a shelf that's available. It's ridiculous. I was actually talking to somebody about that earlier today, and uh, they were talking about how grounding, mm -hmm. um, you know, which is walking around barefoot outside is so healthy for you. So you should do it 15 or 20 minutes a day. And what I commented was that's because there's ivermectin in the grass. And they go, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, ivermectin comes from a mineral in the dirt and the grass is full of it. And so by walking around barefoot, your skin is the largest organ, you're absorbing a mass amount of ivermectin, mm -hmm. which is good for you on so many different levels, regardless of what the media says, there is real information out there. Do your research on this product that's been around for 
40 years and won a Nobel Prize yeah. for invention. Ivermectin is kind of off topic, but um, with the ivermectin, somebody that's that's really well-versed in it said, you know, for older people that can't um, take it orally or maybe even can't swallow or hospitalize, they said what you can do is take um, like a half a pencil eraser size, mix it with coconut oil and rub it on the arches of their feet. Mm-hmm. Because so it's, it's, it'll stick and absorb. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I think a lot of people really neglect just the simple fact that we are designed to be well human beings. We're not designed to be sick. It's our environment that's designed to keep us sick, unfortunately. It totally is. I think it was, I could be wrong on the date, but I think it was 1914 that the Rockefellers took over the medical industry and, you know, they had all their money and petroleum and gas. And then, so that's why like pharmaceuticals now, they all have petroleum in them, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, I, you know, brought that up to my bosses. Oh, oh no. Well, which medicines is it? And I'm like, it's all, all of, of them. them. They're designed to keep you sick. So they dubbed, you know, real medicine that comes from the earth and herbs and natural things to, you know, give it a second look. Cause that's the original, that's the OG medicine. You yeah. know, what we have now is synthetic BS designed to make you sicker that way big pharma gets richer. We're, we're, I mean, really Western civilization, the United States is really the only place where holistic medicine, you tell someone you're taking a holistic approach and they go, you know, kind of the sacre bleu. They're they're worried. They are suddenly worried for you. But if you were like, oh, you know, I really wasn't feeling well and now I'm on blood pressure medicine and blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, okay, well, that's good. I'm glad you went. But if you say holistic and teas and herbs and things like that, they're like, oh, well, you know, we'll see. It's such a negative connotation. But what? That's not our listeners. That's not the kind of group of people that we have around us. So I'm really thankful for that and the community that we've been able to build. And I have so many people sending me good resources on having a whole life. So I was listening to Dr. Flynn, and he's a holistic specialist, um, holistic doctor. And I was going back to what you said about the hormone D3. And he said, whenever you go to a doctor, the first thing you should ask them to give you a blood panel to show what you're deficient in. Do you agree with that? 100 percent. Let me give you an example. Okay, With a background, you know, in nutraceuticals, alternative medicine, one of the most common questions, and especially when I had my radio show for 15 years, the most common question I would be asked would be, Jeff, what is the most important thing I should be taking? And you know what my answer is? What you're deficient in. So the answer is different for everybody. So what Tammy just said is exactly right, that you should get tested because it's what you're deficient in is what your body needs the most. It's not some, you know, one miracle product that, you know, maybe it'll help you, maybe it won't. If you're not deficient in it, it's not really going to make a difference. But if you're deficient in something and you know it for a fact from some blood work and then you address that deficiency, 
it can dramatically change your health and your quality of life. So that is the answer. It's what you're deficient in is the most important thing that you should be taking. So getting tested, absolutely. And and I'm guessing that vitamin deficiency, um, because we're not ingesting the right things or uh, maybe lacking in something, that's going to show in our skin too, just like it would if we were uh, dehydrated. And I'm glad to hear that you and I got so many points in the medical field. You know, I might not pass that exam on my own, but I feel like if they let us both just take one test, you know, we could, we could really, we could get our Yeah, Jeff, in did you know that, that, um, not really, but Katie's a doctor. She's been watching Grey's Anatomy for I don't know how many years now. 17. So that's a joke between us that she's the doctor and I'm the attorney because I'm the one that likes to argue. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not far up. I'm not far up. Listen, she's like, let me write you a prescription for some water. Yeah. If you need some H2O. Right. My cure for everything when my friends are like, oh, you know, I don't feel well or I'm so depressed. I'm like, go take a hot bath. <laughs> that's my cure-all. It's also water. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, make sure you have some magnesium bath salts because magnesium is so good for you. I have one more question about skincare is what would you say is the most common mistake that people are making when it comes to their skincare? Using too many products is the main thing that you'll see as being problematic. I mean, how many people's bathroom could you walk into and it's littered with different products and this for the morning, this at night, this for the neck, this for the eyes. And again, that's the marketing part of the industry. And this is the part where it's very difficult to sift through it because we're inundated everywhere we turn with this is the new miracle skincare product. And you know, going back to what I said earlier was simplicity and consistency. If you focus on those two things, you will have good skin. You know, simplicity about a gentle cleanser, uh, a chemical exfoliant and a good moisturizer, and then being consistent with it. And like anything, whether you're exercising, consistency, anything, you, whatever you do for work, being consistent at it. It's the most important thing is doing the right thing consistently is what will get you results. We're all searching for that easy magic bullet that's out there, that magic product, that thing that's gonna change how we look, how we feel. And it really doesn't exist. I mean, it's being diligent and consistent and doing the basics very well, that's what will really work. And those other things that I mentioned with skincare, like the hyaluronic acids, the retinols, the vitamin C, they're fine, but they're not mandatory things you have to do. If you wanna do them on occasion and they work for you, great, but don't lose sight of consistency and, you know, and, and the basics because that's what will get you good long-term results. You know, nothing's going to work miraculously for you in a week, a month, or even a few months. It's year after year of being consistent with it. You know, when you, like Tammy said, you know, she started at a young age with skincare. 
Look at her now. It pays off. You have great skin, you know, so obviously you've done the same thing. So it's years of being consistent, whether with exercise, um, like I said, your work and skincare. Absolutely. So if we focus on the basics and being consistent with it, you'll do terrific. Jeff, with your extensive background in skincare, as well as radio, if you were in my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? In reference to skincare? Yeah. The way that I look at something, which I feel is how everybody should look at everything, whether it's a medication or whether it's a nutritional supplement or something you put on your skin is there's two rules of thumb. These are basic rules of thumb that you can apply immediately and should be for the rest of your life. If you, everything that you take, again, skincare, medicine, supplements, anything is, it should be condition specific. Meaning if I ask you a question, if you look in your medicine cabinet at home and I say, what are you taking this for? A lot of people would say, well, just to keep me healthy. Well, but you don't know exactly. You should be able to answer. Well, I take this because um, my blood pressure is high and it's lowering my blood pressure. Or I'm taking this to lower my cholesterol. I'm taking this to um, lose weight. It's a very condition-specific thing that you're taking it for. The second part of it, and both things should always be in conjunction, it should produce measurable results, meaning there's got to be a way to measure it. Now, if you're taking a weight loss product, you can take out the tape measure, you can get on the scale. Is it working? Well, you'll know. Okay. If something, like I said, for lowering blood pressure, well, you could take your blood pressure and measure it. Lowering your cholesterol, you can get blood work. Um, if your vitamin D levels are low and you're taking vitamin D, well, you can get a blood test for that. If you're taking uh, testosterone and your testosterone is low, you can measure your testosterone. So everything that you take, you should be able to answer if I ask you, what are you taking this for? You could tell me, what specific condition you're taking it for, and there's got to be a way to measure its results. You don't want to just be taking something, well, well, I heard it's good for me, so I bought it. Um, and there's also no way to measure if it's working or not. So if you follow those two things, it will do two things. It will address deficiencies and keep you healthy, and it will save you a lot of money. You'll, you won't throw out a lot of unnecessary money that you're taking things because you heard they might be good for you, but you don't really know if they're working. You don't even know if you really need them. So again, take things that are condition specific, internally, externally for your skin, and that you can measure the results with. Those two things, most important. That's that's really awesome advice. I think exactly how you explained it is probably what most people are doing when they're taking vitamins and multivitamin and things like that without even thinking about the same. It's like when we get a product, we don't always think about what the consequences of using it. And then the same is we don't really might not be noticing the results or knowing to look for specific results when we're 
treating something or trying to better ourselves. I agree with that 100%. And it's also important to before you dive into like a new supplement is try to like really assess how you're feeling and try to become in tune with your body. A lot of people that are into fitness, I feel can do this a little bit easier than other people because, um, you know, we're trained ourselves to make like the mind muscle connection and things like that. Um, but that is, that is very important to really, really pay attention to how you feel and maybe even journal it like, okay, I'm a month into taking this medication. I feel more clarity or, you know, whatever it, it is yeah. you're taking it for. I don't have as much brain fog or Journal my... journaling about your conditions, how you're feeling is, is really excellent advice, Tammy, really, really good advice. And that's, that's going to be the best way to you know, really measure results when it comes to something like that. Just like you said, if you're doing skincare, well, taking a selfie would work, but essentially that's you journaling. How's it look? How's it feel? Yeah. And, uh, before and afters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jeff, that's going to conclude our episode for today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and giving us so much incredible information on skincare. We look forward to connecting with you further on our Telegram chat and hopefully look forward to seeing you start your Telegram channel and really be able to connect with people on the breast implant illness, skin care, and all the other information that you have to give us to hopefully be guiding us to making our lives better. The Truth Train doesn't stop here. Did you know that you can connect with us and our guests further? Join us on the uncensored platform, Telegram, for live chats and Q&A with our guests. Hope to see you there. Before you go, hit follow and share with a friend. Wake up to a new episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast every Tuesday.